Hello mga students! Welcome to our online youth service. Coach Davis Serra here, one of your pastors and campus missionaries sa Every Nation Campus. And alam ko iba sa atin dito noon, uh, siguro tapos na yung class mo, o di naman kaya magpa-finals ka pa lang, or di naman kaya nasa midterms ka, tapos pa-enter ka na ng finals. Wherever you are right now, here's one thing I want you to remember. Progress! You are making progress. At ganun yung buhay. Okay, don't stop. Just keep on moving. Sometimes you need to pause, but that doesn't mean that you should stop. So keep moving forward. So now we are we're continuing this series dito sa FYP or For Your Purpose. And let me start this message by saying, what we believe affects how we behave. What we believe affects how we behave. Now I'm going to share some traditions and yung mga ginagawa ng mga nasa ibang bansa. And this is not to belittle anyone's belief or culture or tradition. All of the things that I will share is for the purpose of saying that our beliefs influence the way we behave. So for example, no, sa Germany, okay, merong isang German custom. Ang pangalang nito ay Polterabend. Hindi ko alam kung yun yung tamang pronunciation. No? Pero basically, it's a party. Kung saan pupunta yung mga kaibigan ng mga engaged couple, yung mga ikakasal na, tapos magbabasag sila ng mga plato. Wow, okay? Pagkatapos magbasag ng mga plato ng mga kaibigan nitong engaged couple na to, kailangan daw, yung engaged couple, linisin to, okay? Kasi it's a practice daw of, uh, kumbaga, pampaswerte daw, quote-unquote, no? And at the same time, it shows hard work and unity. That's their belief, therefore it influences their behavior. Another thing, no? I only realized this, sa South Korea pala, iniiwasan gumamit ng red ink, Yung pulang paminta, eh, paminta tuloy, pulang pantinta, okay? Hindi paminta, you know? Red ink yung ginagamit pang check. Bakit daw? Kasi ginagamit pala yung red ink for a deceased family. So pag gumamit ka daw ng red, red ink at sinulat mo yung pangalan ng isang tao, either patay na siya or gusto mo siya mamatay. That's their belief and it affects how they behave. Now those are outside the country but locally meron din tayo niyan, di ba? Meron tayo na... Bawal daw magwalis ng gabi kasi tinataboy mo daw yung, yung, yung swerte. Diba? Or pag may nalaglag na fork or tinidor, may darating na uh, bisita at baka babae siya. O di naman kaya, no, alam nyo na to, wag daw maligo ng mahal na araw. Those are beliefs. And somehow it affects our behavior. And even for me, sometimes, no, na parang pag maliligo, hindi agad sa ulo, no, parang katawan muna yung binabasa. We all have different beliefs. And these beliefs affect how we behave. Now, why am I sharing this? No, sa panahon natin ngayon, di ba totoo, no? When you go out there, whether with your classmates, your friends, or your family, and then they hear that you are a Christian, minsan may mga iba nagsasabi na dapat yung pagiging Christian mo, dapat ipribado mo yan. Make it a private thing. No, wag mo isali yan sa buhay mo, no? It's, it's, I respect that, but it's something that's private. Keep it to yourself. But that can't happen because our faith is a belief system. And our beliefs affect how we behave. We cannot keep it as private. It will be shown and seen with our lives. That's, we're going to look, that's what we're going to look at today. We're looking at 1 Timothy. The book of 1 Timothy is a leadership letter of one experienced leader, si Paul, to a younger leader, and that's Timothy. Ngayon, sinasabi ni Paul kay Timothy, Daan mo lahat ng mga narinig mo at mga pinaniwalaan mo. The beliefs that you encountered and let this shape how you behave. 
Tapos ini-instructan niya rin si Timothy na kung yan yung mga pinaniwalaan mo, the people under you, the church, should also align their beliefs with what they, should also align rather their behavior with what they believe. Now as we look at this particular message today, Paul will expound some things kung paano dapat mamuhay ang isang tao na may Jesus sa puso niya. And my prayer is it will be a filter personally for our lives and also a filter when we look at leaders. After all, this series is a series about leadership. Paano bang itsura ng isang leader? Paano ba tayo dapat as a leader? Now, I hope that the Word of God will shape you right now because what we believe influences how we behave. Lord, I pray even today that you will ready our hearts and that we will hear your word in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 1 Timothy 3 verse 16 says here, Beyond all question, the mystery from which true godliness springs is great. He appeared in the flesh, was vindicated by the Spirit, was seen by angels, was preached among the nations, was believed on in the world, was taken up in glory. The first couple of chapters, six chapters from 1 Timothy, the first couple of chapters, Paul was focusing on the things that they believe, the doctrine, the teaching, the beliefs. Bakit? Because these particular beliefs affect a particular lifestyle or behavior. Particularly, the belief in the gospel leads to a behavior of godliness. Belief to the gospel or belief in the gospel leads to a behavior of godliness. Kung yung pinapaniwalaan nilang gospel, the good news should change and shape the way they behave. Ang tawag daw dito sa behavior na to, sa lifestyle na to ay godliness. Now, what's the gospel? Recap tayo. It's not just Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. No, it's bigger than that. It's the good news of God coming down here on earth through Jesus Christ, saving sinners like me. Yun yung sabi niya sa 1 Timothy, no? Christ came to save sinners of whom I am the worst, sabi niya doon. And not only that, He died and He rose again from the dead. Binigyan niya tayo ng bagong buhay, bagong destination, bagong purpose. Now, that's the belief. It should shape how we live our lives. Dapat daw, godly. O yung tinatawag na godliness. Aminin na natin, pag narinig natin yung salitang godly or godliness, parang napaka nosebleed shot saka nakaka-intimidate na word, no? Para siyang banal, di ba? Like, I grew up in a very religious school wherein godliness is all external. Dapat yung gupit ko, four by five. Okay? Bawal ang shorts. Bawal ang tato. Okay? Nakaputi lang. Naglalakad na nakaluhod. All of those things are picture of quote-unquote holiness or godliness. But that's not how it is. The original language, godliness, has different variations, but in essence, it means fear or reverence of God. Meron kang respeto kay Lord, and the response to this fear or reverence is worship, and it can be developed over time. Or, to summarize it, to summarize it in a sentence, godliness is when our lives change and affect the way we do things with the people around us because of the gospel. Let me say that again. Godliness is when our lives change and affect the people or the way we do things with the people around us because of the gospel. Oh, para mas simple, godly means kita si God sa buhay mo. Yun yun. Pag sinabi mong godly or godliness, nakikita ba si God sa buhay mo? 
Last week, Coach Chell preached a powerful message about personal godliness. Ano bang itsura ng pagiging godly on a personal level? But this time, notice this, when our lives change and affect the way we do things with the people around us. Because godliness shouldn't just stop with us, it should be seen with the people around us. Anong itsura nun? We're going to look at godliness in action, particularly when it comes in relationships or godliness in relationships. 1 Timothy 5 verses 1 to 4 says here, Never speak harshly to an older man, but appeal to him respectfully as you would to your own father. Talk to younger men as you would your own brothers. Treat older women as you would your mother. And treat younger women with all purity as you would your own sisters. Take care of any widow who has, any, who has no one else to care for her. But if she has children or grandchildren, their first responsibility is to show godliness at home and repay their parents by taking care of them. This is something that pleases God. Sabi nga natin kanina, tiba? Godliness is not just for ourselves, but it affects others also. At kung meron man makakakita ng epekto ng gospel sa buhay natin, it should be the relationships that we have. Hindi lang boyfriend-girlfriend, ah. It means our interaction with people. Godliness in relationships. Because relationships are important in a person's life. Check natin yung mga relationships natin. And in the same way, when it comes to leadership, we check the quality of relationships that this leader has. May five relationships na pinakita si, Timothy, si Paul dito para kay Timothy. And I'd like to share all of them, but I'll focus on the first two. The first one is this. Godliness should be seen multi-generationally. Godliness multi-generationally. Dapat daw, kahit ano yung generation mo, that you belong to, there should be honor and respect. Contrast to our world today na ang daming labels, tiba? Baby Boomer, Gen X, ano ba? Millennials, Gen Z, Generation Alpha, may label, ganito sila, ganito kami. Meron nga nauso dati, tiba yung okay Boomer, tiba? O hindi naman kaya labeling, labeling someone, a particular person, ito karen to karen. Yung mga ganyan, no? Or naasar tayo sa mga mas nakakatanda sa atin, naiinis tayo sa mga mas bata sa atin. That's the world we're in, we live today. They label and they create conflict with one another. You know what's interesting? The world today realizes that instead of labeling and, you know, uh, making them fight with each other, it's good that there should be collaboration. Business articles are releasing um, articles or researches or observations of how different generations can collaborate together in the workplace. Pag nagtrabaho na daw. You know what? The Bible has been ahead of that ever since. Because the Bible, our faith is a multi-generational one. Kaya nga, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, Paul and Timothy, Jesus and his disciples, Moses and Joshua. Personally, right now, I'm leading campus directors in different parts of Metro Manila who are some older than me, some who's younger than me, some who are same as with my age. But we treat each other with honor and respect. Walang, eh, ganyan kasi sila eh. Mga matatanda, ganyan kasi kami. Ano ba itong mga batang to? No. Here's a question for you. How do you treat those older than you? How do you treat those younger than you? Yung makulit mong pamangkin. 
How do you treat a person of the opposite gender? Godliness should be seen multi-generationally. Godliness should also be seen within our families. Sabi ito sa binasa natin verse, no, sa verse 4. Their first responsibility is to show godliness at home. You know, similar to the Philippines, the Jews during the time of Paul, well, when he wrote this, value families as well. So sa Ang, ang rationale or ang logic ni Paul ay, nire-respeto mo yung mga tao sa bahay mo, tiba? So dapat yung mga tao sa church, ganun din yung respeto mo sa kanila. Pero ito yung nakakalungkot sa panahon natin ngayon. No, this is not, this does not apply to all, but there is already a, a certain culture that's coming na parang sinisira yung value natin as a family. Pinag-aaway yung mga anak sa magulang. Or yung mga magkakapatid sa isa't isa. There's this viral TikTok of a person saying uh, that this person is against the, the, um, her parents. Hindi obligasyon, tiba na, na, na ng anak ang mga magulang. And you know what? There may be a point there. But it was said in a dishonoring way. We hear of trends or news about a, a student, a young person, venting out against their families. Again, some of them, they have a point there. But it's done not out of honor and respect. This is not how it should be. Yung gospel na pinapaniwalaan natin, yung tinuro ni Jesus, moves in value, honor, and responsibility. If there is someone who needs to see the change in our lives, it's not just the world, it's your people at home. Minsan gusto natin baguhin yung mga tao sa labas ng bahay natin, pero hindi naman nila nakikita yung pagbabago na meron tayo sa loob ng kwarto mo. How do you treat your family? Godliness should be seen within our families. Godliness should also be seen to those in need. Mga widows, yung mga nabalo. Dapat na patuloy na sinusuportahan at ine-empower. I didn't read the verse but it's in verses 5 to 16. Yung mga widows during their time, dahil wala na silang asawa, okay, during their time, wala pa namang rights yung mga babae. So, they have no one to support them, to protect them, to provide for them. That's why the church helps them. Probably the nearest modern-day counterpart to this are the social work we see today. For those who cannot support themselves, Ang problem lang minsan pag tumutulong tayo sa mga ibang tao na nahihirapan. Okay naman yun, pero nangyayari, yung tinutulungan natin, nagiging dependent na sa atin. Nagiging enabler tayo ng kahirapan na nila. Some NGOs, that's their problem. Na, nakaasa na sa kanila, but that's never their goal. Their goal is to help them and empower them. If you look at the gospel today, if you read the verses that we see there, if you check it out sa 1 Timothy 5, the church supports them and yet empowers them. Hindi maging tamad. You know, there's a story, you know, uh, I know of a student na sobrang active sa social media niya about social work. Now, someone asked this particular student about the details nung sa pinos niya. Kasi syempre, baka meron siyang, uh, meron mga tao na gusto tumulong. Alam mo kung sabi ng student, um, di ko po alam eh. Sinare ko lang po. In short, nakikiuso lang siya. <laughs> In the gospel, helping others is not pauso. Helping others is godliness. It's part of our life. How do you treat those in need? Another relationship that we have. So meron tayo multi-generationally, family, yung mga, those people who are in need, and then godliness in authority. Particularly in this context, ministers. Mga verses 
17 to 22. Do we protect them? Do we honor them? O nauna pa tayo naman chismis o manira. Now, of course, granted that there are leaders and those people in authority that abuse what they have. And they should be called out. They should be held accountable. But that is not an excuse to dishonor everyone in authority. The fifth relationship that godliness should be seen is godliness in the people in your work. I'll just breeze through this, no? basically master and slave. Okay? Dapat may respeto, tsaka may competence, may dignity. Dapat daw kung kristyano ka, hindi mo sasabihin na, eh, kristyano naman tong trabahador ko eh, di okay na yan. O di naman kaya, kristyano naman tong boss ko eh. Oh, maintindihan niya ako, nagiging tamad. O di naman kaya, nagiging abusive. That's not how it is. Remember, if we believe the gospel, it affects how we behave. It should produce godliness. Godliness is when our lives change and affect the way we do things with the people around us because of the gospel. Oh, sa madaling salita, godly means kita si God sa buhay mo. And this is how people see that God is alive through our relationships. Aminin na natin, hirap, no? Ang hirap kaya nito. <laughs> Multi-generational, multi-generation pa lang eh. Mga taong mas matanda sa atin, mas bata sa atin, ang hirap ng intindihin. O di naman kaya family pa lang natin, ang hirap ng pakisamahan. It's hard. I would even say it's impossible. Hindi, lang, hindi ibig sabihin ng godliness, magpakabait ka lang. That's not what it means. Godliness means you are aware of the source of godliness. I want to go back to that verse that I read at the start. 1 Timothy 3, verse 16. And I underlined the particular part there. Sabi dono, the mystery from which true godliness springs is great. Dito daw nang gagaling yung totoong, pag, totoong godliness. Okay? Galing siya dito sa mystery. The mystery from which true godliness springs is great. And what is this mystery? It's the gospel. Misan iniisip na natin, ah, namatay si Lord, nabuhay siya, mahal niya ako, okay na yon. But Paul is saying, no, there's something deeper here. It's something more amazing here. The gospel is the key because it is the only thing that changes us. It is the power of God to transform us. Mahirap tong intindihin hanggang ngayon, naa-amaze pa rin ako dito sa ginawa ni Lord para sa atin. Yes, clear yung mga ibang bagay. Pumunta siya dito, minahal niya tayo, binigyan niya tayo ng bagong buhay. But you know what? We will never know the sacrifice He did for you. We will never know how much grace He poured out to you. It's a mystery. Alam natin, pero hindi natin alam. <laughs> pero dito nang gagaling yung godliness. Hindi siya pilit. Hindi siya pakitang tao. Hindi siya pressure. Nare-realize natin na, wow, God, binago mo ko. Kaya ganito na ngayon ako mabuhay. Godliness is, is when our lives change and affect the way we do things with the people around us because of the gospel. Godly means, kita si God sa buhay mo. Kita ng mga ibang tao yung ginagawa ni God sa buhay mo. Pag nakikipag-usap ka sa kapamilya mo, pag nakikipag-kwentuhan ka sa magulang mo, do people see God at work in you? Dahil binigyan niya tayo ng buhay, pinuntahan niya tayo dito, niligtas niya tayo, 
Binigyan niya tayo ng bagong destination. That is the gospel, the good news of God to us. Kahit sobrang hirap natin mahalin. Kahit iba-iba yung age natin. Iba-iba yung background natin. Pero pinakita pa rin ni Lord that He values us. Our proper response to what He did is to worship Him. O lang tawag natin dyan ay godliness. May ginagawa kasi si God sa buhay mo eh. God is doing something in your heart. In the middle of this pandemic, mukhang maraming closed doors and pain and you know frustration and failures. But I choose to believe that God is doing something in your heart, shaping you. Kita si God sa buhay mo. And the proper response is to live in godliness. The belief we have, the gospel, affects how we behave our lives. Tawag don godliness. And I, my prayer is that people around us will say, may iba sa kanya oh. Grabe, hindi ko ma-explain, pero totoo nga yung sinasabi niya ito sa God niya. That's godliness. When people see that God is at work in your life. I want to take this time to pray for all of us here. For some of you here, alam mo na bumaon tong message na sa puso mo. Maybe God is telling you the good news that He loves you. Give your life to Christ right now. If that's you, I want to pray for you. Can you just whisper this prayer? Kung saan ka man nanonood sa kwarto mo, nasa labas ka, naka-earphone ka, whisper this prayer. Bulong mo. Kahit ikaw lang makarinig. Lord, patawarin mo ako sa kasalanan ko. And I give my life to you. In Jesus' name. Second thing that I want to pray. Iba sa inyo dito parang tinamaan kayo sa mga examples. Hindi goal non ay i-condemn kayo. No. The goal is that you will be led to repentance. Say sorry to God. Let me pray for you. Lord, sorry. Patawad kasi hindi nakikita ng mga tao sa paligid ko kung anong ginawa mo para sa akin. Lord, I'm sorry because I'm just focusing on myself and not letting your gospel overflow in the people around us. Change our hearts. Baguhin niyo po yung mga puso namin, Lord, that we may live not just for you, but we would also show to the people around us the good things that you have done for our lives. And the last thing that I want to declare is this. To message natin ito. Hindi lang to para sa atin. My prayer is when you become a leader, which you are. Isa kang leader. Tingin ka dito sa screen. Leader ka. You will influence people. Kaya hindi, ano po ko, introvert po ko. That's not true. You will influence people. You are a leader. My prayer is that the people you will lead, yung mga pamumunuan mo, makikita nila yung ginagawa ni God sa buhay mo, that they would see godliness in your life because they will see God at work in you. Lord, I pray for every leader who's watching, every student, every world changer. I pray that there's going to be a conviction Ito yung pinapaniwalaan ko tungkol sa'yo, Lord, yung gospel. Therefore, dapat ganito ako mabuhay, godliness. And I pray that you will open our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.